Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Maniacs. This is a bi-week special edition episode. It is being reposted today. It was originally recorded uh, October 23rd of 2018, so last season. This is R.I.P. Little Brother. I love this episode. I feel that this is fitting for the bye week before the Little Brother uh, big uh, rival week. Just because I break down everything, why Little Brother sucks, why they will continue to go back to being sucky. And if it really wasn't for the Rich Rod, Brady Hoke era, Little Brother would never have won anything to begin with. So... I just want you guys to enjoy it. This has always been a very popular episode. It's one of my favorites. Um, so I hope all you new Michigan Wolver- uh, Michigan Maniacs can uh, listen, enjoy it, and uh, enjoy our bye week, guys. So take care. Hey, 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 kids. This is Adam Brewer with the Michigan Maniacs Podcast. You can also find us at Michigan Man on Facebook. Uh, go ahead. I Anything I see on Instagram, any in, interesting uh, conversations or interviews or pictures or stats or whatever I find that I find interesting to the Michigan uh, Wolverine team or just in general making fun of Ohio State, uh, making fun of Little Brother, it'll all be on there. Uh, I love talking to the fans. You know, you guys, whatever you guys want to talk about, I'm always up for it. Uh, just remember, if you're one of the grumpy old dudes who just wants to be upset and find every little thing wrong we did, this is not the podcast for you. Uh, Michigan Man is not the place for you to go. Uh, have fun with you and the, your three other friends who get upset because we didn't do everything right or the way you thought we should do it. Um, but that's just whatever. So let's get into this. This is the bye week. So I'm probably going to have about two, I, don't, I doubt three episodes. Let's face it, I, I'm a comedian and I have another job. So I can get two out, but three's pushing it. Oh, and can I say, this this has come out of the right time, this uh, bye week. I think it gives us a chance to really settle down, come down from that emotional high that we were on against Little Brother. Um, it helps us kind of cleanse ourselves of such an awful, awful school. You know, going to East Lansing is, from what I hear, just putrid. I mean, people in Flint make fun of people in... Uh, East Lansing, you know what I mean? That's how bad East Lansing is. Uh, you know, just overall, let's just talk about we're going. To, so I'm going to do uh, kind of like a overall putting to bed Big Brother. I mean, Big Brother, Little Brother thing, and then we're finally never going to talk about Michigan State. Hopefully, for the rest of this year, and then I'll do some news. You know, some interesting things have actually come up in the last couple of days. 
Um, then the second episode, I'll go over my predictions from, I think it's episode three. I did a season's prediction episode. Uh, I'll, I go over some of the scores in that. I wrote them all down. Uh, I'm a pretty good predictor. and I mean, if you count on scores being uh, perfect, I'm not. But on how we were going to win or what we needed to do, did pretty well. I have a few other predictions in that episode. So if you guys want to, I highly, highly suggest you go back, listen to episode three, the prediction, the season prediction episode, or we go over the schedule, I call it. Uh Get that stuff down. You'll hear what I have to say in the next episode coming up, probably in a couple days. Um, and we'll go from there. Uh, but getting on and closing this chapter of Little Brother, um, I didn't really realize how crappy Dan Tony was as a coach. I always thought he was a, I always thought he was an honorable guy. Um, but knowing now, I, this is how little I actually pay attention to Antonio, which is an arrogance on my part, which I will no longer allow to go by. Um, but he was a part of Jim Trussell's coaching tree. Sweater vest hated us. Sweater vest was very good at beating us. Um, also, so why would I expect anything less from this gigantic douche? Uh, Everybody saw it, the whole stupid Michigan State walking the line, holding hands like a bunch of sissies playing Red Rover, Red Rover, um, just trying to start trouble. They came in, they came to the stadium late. There are plenty of people, uh, journalists who can attest to this. Uh, They never wear their helmets, but they decided to wear them today. I wonder why. Strange, huh? Um, and then he is laughing behind him or smiling or whatever he's doing, but yet what does he do? Oh, that's BS. Dude, just own it, bro. And then you do the whole gold card thing like you did today, I think it was. Well, just so you guys know, I write a gold card every week about what I what I find important and blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you, only God will do my fighting. And it's like, dude, why, why do you have to put this off on God's hands when you're the one who's lying? I'm pretty sure God's like, bro, take care of your own biz. Uh, you're a big fat liar, and I'm not supposed to be helping out liars, you see, you dig? See, in my, in my idea, Jesus is pretty hip. You know, I I take most of what I think about Jesus from like uh, um, Will Will Ferrell movies, you know. So, so he's got like the you know the the uh, tuxedo shirt, and he's eighties Jesus for me. He's got a uh, he's got the uh, feathered hair, you know, parted in the middle, combed, all feathered out, looking good. Part mullet, part he kind of looks. Uh, it is 80s fresh, you know. So anyways, let's get off of that. Uh, like I always said, these guys are little brother. They will always be little brother. They are, in my opinion, like I have said before, they are ISIS. We created them through our own neglect and stupidity. They hate our every existence. They want nothing to do with us. They never wish us well. And that's fine. We don't wish them well. I can't stand them. But nevertheless, they are ISIS. And I will give you 100% proof why this is. All right. D'Antonio. Becomes coach 
of Michigan State, 2006. We hire Rich Rod, 2008. Now, D'Antonio does not beat us in his first two attempts. We beat them. That's the, that was the little brother mar- remark in, uh, from uh, Mike Hart that got everything kind of uh, rip-rolling. Um, but from 2008 to 2014, so through the Rich Rod era and through uh, the millennial punching bag, uh, Brady Hoke, little Freddie Flintstone himself, I apologize. Oh, excuse us, Michigan State. I'm sorry one of my players did something you didn't like. Yeah, I know you whooped our ass 20, 29 to 6, but l- let me go ahead and apologize even more for stuff we did. Boo. Couldn't stand that man. Great recruiter. Awful, awful coach, Brady Hoke. Awful coach. Um, anyways, in that time frame, from 2008-2014, they are 6-1 and one against us. Now, what happened in that time frame? Other than the two worst coaches we've ever hired in Michigan history ever happened. But what happens? Brady Hoke. No, no, no. Let's go to, let's go to Fast Car Rich Rod over here. He decides he's going to play fast break football. Now, he's trying to make us into West Virginia when that's not how the Big Ten's played. That's definitely not how you're going to recruit out of Ohio, to the, uh, Pitt, uh, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. I'm still kind of sick, so if you hear me cough, that's what's going on. Um, I'm sounding a little congested as well, but that's how it goes. Uh, you're not going to recruit well in Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. With the whole idea of fast break football. Now, West Virginia, you can fool those yokels into pretty much anything. I mean, they're having sex with their sisters in West Virginia. They'll believe that fast break football is a thing. And and listen, he figured it out. He kind of got every the speed wishbone or whatever the hell that stupid shit was. It's kind of like the RPO now, but the RPO is a little bit more uh, intuitive, a little bit more intelligent. Not by much, but still. He had an idea. He even changed the way we worked out. I didn't know this. I did a little bit more background. <coughs> we weren't working out for we weren't working out for power anymore. For strength. Football. We're not working out for power or strength. We're working out for speed. I get speed. I get it, because that's what the SEC's full of. But you know what else the SEC's full of? Power and strength. Who wants 220-pound offensive linemen who can dunk a ball? We're not doing that shit. We play it in the Big Ten. So guess what? All the big kids who really loved Michigan and wanted to stay in their home state, guess where they went? Oh, yeah, Michigan State. And guess what? They could do that because here was the re- here was the whole recruiting thing. Hi, I'm Mark D'Antonio. Do you want to play basketball slash football with a helmet on? No? Well, come to my team so we can smash the shit out of that other team. Oh, and guess what? I used to coach with Jim Trestle, and we kicked the shit out of Michigan all the time. So come to my team, and we'll continue to do it. Rich Rod come in and be like, hey, do you like having sex with your sister and playing fast break football? That just shit that don't fucking work. It does not work. Boom. The beginning of ISIS or the beginning of D'Antonio's stupid reign. Now, all this goes on. And yeah, that's a long freaking time. They are. So, but let's just give a little, let's just a little bit 
before. Just because, you know, Michigan State likes to believe that our rivalry just started eight years ago. All right? That's what they want to believe. They want to believe that the only time Michigan State ever played Michigan was when Dan Tony came into being, came into power. Well, just a little bit of a reminder there, guys. Uh, the total head-to-head overall record is 70-36-5. And let me give you one guess who the 70 is. Yeah, it's the team that whipped your ass last week. That's the team that has 70. Now, if you even want to throw it into the Paul Bunyan years, okay? We'll go to the Paul Bunyan years. That's a little bit closer. But still, we win. We're still ahead 37-27-2. and two. Right. And then from 2000 to 2007, we are 7-1. and one. So in those eight years, we're 7-1. and one. Because why? Because we played smash mouth fucking Big Ten football. We weren't trying to hump our sisters and we weren't trying to play fast break football. We were playing Big Ten fucking football. And guess what? Michigan State was still around too and they couldn't do shit. That's why we've never respected you, Michigan State. Because when it comes head to head, we've got you by 35 fucking wins. When exactly were you ever going to plan your your revolt? Only when we screwed up do you win. That's the main key that you all have to remember about this whole rivalry. Whenever Michigan stumbles, all oh, because of our own, our own, when our own problems, when we do something to ourselves, self-inflicted wounds, when we do that, Michigan State wins. Michigan State gets better. That's the only time that shit happens. That's it. Go through the history books. Man, it did not it doesn't lie. But now that we're right, now that we've righted the ship, and now that you guys have whined and bitched and complained that we take you seriously, are you guys that fucking dense in the head? You really want us? Do you really have no idea what history is about? You're just asking, hey, hey, guy who's dominated us for over 100 years, could you please take us seriously? Because we're getting tired of beating you. Oh, what? Beating us for the eight years? Oh, my God. What a draw. What are we ever going to do? But now that we've taken you seriously, and let's face it, in the Harbaugh years, you, the Harbaugh years are a perfect. A perfect description of everything that goes on with Michigan and Michigan State. It's a perfect microcosm, okay? Because whenever Michigan does something self-inflicted, Michigan State wins. Michigan State does not earn victories on their own merit, on their own talent level. And you can look at this throughout history, but I'm going to show you in very in, in these two in this two and two record over the last four years. It is a perfect example of that. Okay? One, Michigan, 2015. Up by, well, we were up by three with 10 seconds left in the game. And we were up by 10 with a little bit more than that, but guess what happened? Oh, yeah, that's right. We forget they have a fullback. He rumbles his big stupid ass for 75 yards for a touchdown. Cuts it down now to three. Then we continue to shoot ourselves in the foot because we're not that good yet under Harbach. In 2015, we were decent. We weren't good. By any stretch of the imagination, there's no way we would we should consider ourselves good then. Uh, our punter decides to miss the punt, the, the snap in general, and tries to grab it and then kick it and then flips it perfectly to a Michigan State player running 
all its way to the end zone. I don't know where in there was that Michigan State. No one says, wow, what a great play by Michigan State. No, no. They say, holy shit, what a fluke. I can't believe Michigan did that. No one will ever tell you that Michigan State won that game other than luck. (coughs) Okay. Two. The second year, 2016, we were pretty decent. On our way to, if we don't stick our head up our butts, on our way to our first playoff appearance. But our head inserted our anus right around the Iowa game, and we kissed that, we fucking left that, just pushed it away into the ether. But anyways, I digress, let's get back to little brother here. We beat them pretty handily. We knocked out two of their their first and second string quarterback. Uh, Jabril Peppers has a pretty decent day. Does his whole little sprint at the end of the game to ice the game for us. And we win. Why? Because we were a better team. Better team. Oh, next year, 2017. Still not a good team. We are not a good team only because we lost now... I don't want this to surprise anybody, but we lost 19 players from the 2006 team. 19 of them went to the went to the NFL. Now I believe it was 14 drafted and five signed free agents. Okay, but still, all together, 19 Wolverines went into the NFL. Hmm. I wonder how many Michigan State guys went to the NFL that year. Huh. Maybe one. I don't even know if one did. I can go back and do it, but it was such a waste. Why do I want to go back and find out one guy made it? Uh, So right there. But still, okay, still, we play. We have fucking O'Corn, Captain O'Corn there, Captain King of the Turnover, uh, and a downpour, turns the ball over five times. Five times. Five miserable times. They don't. They score 14 points in the first, I think it's in the first quarter. I don't think they score in the second quarter at all. They definitely don't score in the third or fourth because they didn't even get past our 50. They didn't even get past our 50-yard line. That's how good our defense was. But our offense was such dog shit, we couldn't even do that. How? How? If you're a, a, a program, so they go on and beat us. Okay, that's fine. They beat us. That We had five turnovers. We had a touchdown called back because of holding, which would have won the game 17-14, but whatever. How can you even open your mouths and even try and talk shit to Harbaugh when if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, you guys don't win? Let's go to this. Let's go to this game. You guys want to act tough, you want to play Red Rover, knock over our guys, talk a bunch of shit, then lie about it, um, and then guess what happens? We kick your ass. But let me also point out again that there are a few things happened in this game. Very, I think, monumental things. One, all the bad things, all the lucky snaps or the lucky breaks or the bounces or the interceptions or whatever that... That would always go Michigan State's way, went our way. That that tip that Nico Collins grabbed for a first down, our way. 
normally would be Michigan State way. The the weird ricochet that bounces off like two Michigan State players, a Michigan guy, and then Zach Gentry catches it and runs for a first down. Same thing. Uh, Grant being able to for, pull his arm out and pop free that, that interception that would have put them back in the red zone. Stuff like that just doesn't happen over the last couple years. But what happened? The only time Michigan State scored or even saw our red zone was when? Oh, when Chris Evans, God bless him, when Chris Evans fumbles the fucking ball. Oh, what is that called? Oh, self-inflicted wound. Boy, noticing a trend there, people? Michigan State, from the time Harbaugh got there, has no longer beat us on pure effort or talent. They've beaten us by trick plays and lucky breaks because Michigan will shoot themselves in the foot. Yes, but during those, during the dark years of Fast Break Eddie and uh, fucking Freddie Flintstone, those two, yes, they had much better teams and they whipped our ass and well-deserved wins. They didn't handle it right because they're low rent and they're awful people, but they still had more talent than us. Why? Because most of the guys who played on that Michigan State team should have been Michigan Wolverines. And if you were to ask them, and deep in their heart, if you could look deep into their heart, you know damn well they would have rather been Michigan Wolverines than Michigan State Spartans because through no, through no time in history has any great player ever said, you know what I want to be? I want to be a Michigan State Spartan. No one's ever said that. No great player who knows he can, who is preferred to Michigan has ever said that. Now, second-class guys who get overlooked by Michigan that are still four-stars or three-star guys, yes, I'm sure plenty of them have said, I'll go to Michigan State. But none of the really good ones who know that Michigan's a real, real eventual landing spot has ever said that. And here's the thing. Well, how's D'Antoni going to get the big guys now? How's he going to win over the big recruits? Defensively, how's he going to do it? Hello. <coughs> I'm D'Antoni. Uh, or I'm D'Antonio. I've got some guy you've never heard of coaching defense. And then we suck. We had the 127th ranked pass defense. Oh, oh, you're waiting. Oh, is that Don Brown and uh, Harbaugh walking up here? Oh, I guess you're not going to sign with me because they're usually number one in off number one in defense. And now that they've got Ed Werner over there, now they're really good on offensive line. And oh, oh, that's right, Jim Harbaugh went to a Super Bowl, played in the NFL. Oh, coached in the NFL. Oh, he was a pro bowler in the NFL. Oh, his brother's in the NFL. Oh, and then other NFL teams respect his opinion on quarterbacks? Oh, well, geez. Yeah, I should totally go to Michigan State so we can, so we can lock arms like sissy boys and do the Red Rover, Red Rover walk. How great would that be? Oh, how fun. We'll do that to a 6-10 and ten record. Or not a 6-10 record like you play that much. We'll do that to a 3-9 and nine record. Oh, that sounds like fun. Or I'll go to Michigan and actually play games that are worth a damn, and I'll play in the Big Ten title game now because now we've now we've done it. We are on our way, people, to 
to getting rid of the demons, exercising the demons, moving on with our lives, and creating, hopefully, a dynasty that, that is meant to be for a long time to come. This had to happen this way. Now, like I said, I'm spouting all this shit because I'm very, I believe in us, and I, I love us, and I, I see great things when I look at this team. But none of it means shit if we go out and we lose for the rest of this season. The rest of this season, we've got four games in this season. Four to get us to the Big Ten title game. All right? And then we have one game, the Big Ten title game, to get us our first Big Ten title in fucking like 14 years or something like that. And then our first berth into the playoffs. All right? And after that, it's we'll go into that later. But we have four games left. Four. To get us to where we are going to make a statement, not only to the Big Ten, but to the rest of the nation that Jim Harbaugh's back, Michigan's back, and and we're actually better than we have ever, ever, ever been. That we are going to be a dynasty, that we are a place to go play, that we are a brotherhood of guys, young men who come and learn and love the game of football. So whatever we've got to do, we have four games left to get us to our first goal. All right? Obviously, beating Ohio State's always a goal, but our ultimate goal every season is win the Big Ten. All right? Four games left. Very winnable four games, but also very losable four games. Penn State, you don't put Penn State down early, you can lose. Okay? Good thing is they choke at the end of games anyways, so regardless, we always have a chance against Penn State. Rutgers, I mean, we should dick stomp those mother effers. I mean, really, we should curb stomp them. That's how bad we should beat them. Um, Then... Indiana, you dick around on Indiana, we will lose. That they're a, they're a scary team that only beat people when they don't pay attention to them. Ask Penn State, they almost lost last week. Okay. Um, then you've got Ohio State, very winnable from what I'm seeing. We should put a smackdown on this team, a ultimate smackdown on this team. And I have a whole episode next uh, coming up about Ohio State, Urban Meyer, my predictions. It's going to be one hell of a fucking episode, I'll tell you that. Okay, so let me go over this. I went over most of the D'Antoni baloney. I showed you how we created Michigan State. So now, now, next year is huge. For the Michigan State, uh, like extinction, we beat and we pound Michigan State next year, which I think we will be at home, having the defensive players that we're going to have. Um, I, 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 we're going to kill them next year at our place. I really do believe if that's the case, Michigan State's done. You won't, you won't be hearing from them ever again. 
and they can go sink back to the little dirt hole they came from, and we can get back to only paying attention to Ohio State. No, actually, they've changed this thing forever. With their attitudes and their bullcrap over the last four years just with Jim Harbaugh, it's gone, it's gotten to a fevered point. I don't think Harbaugh's ever going to let this let this go. We're going to crush them from here on out. But anyways, so I've showed you how we created ISIS, the Michigan State ISIS team. The only thing that's going to get rid of them is just great play like we did this last game. Um Oh, and it's just they're just not they're just not good. And they're going to still not be good because no great quality player who can legitimately play or get recruited by Michigan, Ohio State will ever go to Penn, will ever go to Michigan State. All the guys we don't we don't pay attention to, yeah. And they'll always have an attitude because of that. They all want to be Michigan Wolverines, but they're fucking Michigan State Spartans. I'd be pissed off too. I mean, I'm sure devils and demons hate the fact they're demons. They want to be angels. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it just goes that way. I don't know what else to say. But uh, so getting into the little bit of the news that's gone on, um, they have no idea what's going on with Rashad Gary yet. Uh, I don't know. I would assume if it, if it was uh, he's out for the whole season thing, I'm sure they would have announced it by now. I mean, you know, what? And then you have then you have uh, Don Brown talking about they're going to do whatever they can to get him back out on the field. I, I'm going to present an idea here after I do a little bit of this news of a defensive line that I think will destroy people. I heard it earlier, so I can't take credit for it. But I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, some more news. Uh, James Hudson, number fifty-five, is transferring. He asked for his. He asked for his transfer the other day on Monday, I believe. He's been granted the availability to leave. I know, like you, I when I saw uh, Beatty go out. Bushel Beatty go out. I, I wanted to see who was coming in. Um, I wanted to see Hudson play, and I don't. I don't know what ha- I, I don't know why he wants to leave. Um, but like any other Wolverine that has ever done anything for us, uh, well, except for John O'Corn, um, I wish him luck. I do. I think if he would have stayed, he probably. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't even want to. I don't want to even want to assume because I don't know. I don't. I've never been to any of the practices. I, I've never been to any of the meeting rooms. I, I don't know what's going on. He obviously knows something more than I do. So I just want to wish James Hudson the best of luck wherever he goes. I wish him a starting career somewhere. And if he's good enough, I wish him the pros. Um. So good luck to him. I was a little bit shocked because I I know from everything I heard preseason, everything I read, and everything I've listened to, Harbaugh and Ed Warner, they all they really love this kid. I mean, he was supposed to be the starter. Like Bushel Beatty wasn't even supposed to see the field this year because of this kid. So you know, kind of surprised that he he's leaving. Something must have gone down that we don't know about. Um, 
Oh, two. I want to mention this other news point, but I really cover it in the next episode. I do a whole Urban Meyer, Ohio State thing, and it's going to be great um, because it's – I made the prediction earlier, and I want you guys to listen to it because even in the – even episode three, when I predict the Ohio State game, I do make mention that I do believe that Urban Meyer is going to quit by the end of this year. I called it before the season started, folks. I actually called it last season. But I don't know if there's any audio proof of it. But I know I called it before the beginning of this season. I reiterated it. Um, he's going to leave. All right? I He's already not coaching. He's putting off most of the coaching duties on all the other coaches. Obviously, by the way, he looked clueless on the sideline this week. And by, to be quite honest, the effort that you see out of these kids. He's not putting in any more work so they don't have to. I'm telling you, he's leaving. Now, I say he's going to go to um I say he's going to go to uh a Notre Dame after he quits. Now, Brian Kelly's actually surprisingly coached his way into the playoff if he doesn't loop <coughs> if he doesn't lose to either USC or Florida State at throughout the rest of the season, right? <laughs> So he probably found himself in the playoffs. So Urban Meyer will take another two-year hiatus, refresh, somehow get over his fake heart disease or whatever fake heart problems he has this time, and find himself at Notre Dame either a year or two years out. That will give enough people to forget that he had an offense, a quarterback coach that loved to show his dick uh, anywhere he was at. His penis loved to be out of his pants. Uh, more than, I'd say, most porn stars. So... That will be all just a distant memory by the time old Irby finds his next job at at Notre Dame. So I got more of that uh, next episode. But he's already starting his, you know, he's already starting his. Oh, I, there's tension. Oh, I don't know my heart, and oh, I've got to bend down and take a knee. You know, everybody look at me. I want there to be video proof that I'm having problems. Um. Just know he's pulled this shit before, and it's cyclical, all right? Um, Oh, but before I leave, last thing I want to say is if we get Rashad Gary back, right? Rashad Gary, healthy, ready to go. You know how Ohio State had that rush defense or the rush line or whatever the power team or whatever stupid name they gave them, right? We could have that, but even better. I was I heard this earlier today, or today or yesterday, and I fell in love with it. I get super excited. Like I get chills when I think of this defensive line lineup. Okay, now on third down packages, uh, when we need to bring the heat with a healthy Rashawn Gary, you have him and. Um, Quitty pay on one end. I don't care. You could intermix them. Then you put Uche and Winovich on the other one. Or you put Uche, Uche and Gary, Winovich and Quitty pay. Who, who, there's, you can't stop that. You can't stop those four players. And those four players together, 
on a third down blitz package or like we got we got to bring them we got to bring the pain i am a big fan of aubrey solomon but for just to get him off get him off the field and give him a little bit of break this 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 is an unstoppable defensive line you don't want to do that every 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 play because they're <laughs> you know they're defensive ends they they don't do that every play. That's why you have big guys like Dwum Four and uh, Ari Solomon and Monet and uh, uh, Carlo Kemp, guys like that. I mean, <clears throat> if we have to play, and let's just daydream for a minute. If we have to play Alabama in a, in the first round, because that's what they're saying right now. Some guy, I don't even know who it is, Jerry Cooper or Jerry something from CBS, uh, put us. As us, if everything plays out the way it should, like we went out, uh, Alabama wins out, you know, Clemson and Notre Dame all went out. Those are the four teams in the playoff. <laughs> the first round would be Alabama, Michigan, and then it's uh, Clemson, Notre Dame. But how are you gonna? How are you gonna stop us? How's that? De- how's that offensive line of of Alabama going to stop us? They haven't played anybody all year. We're going to find out in two weeks. The same time we play Penn State, they'll be playing LSU. I, we'll see. I don't know how anybody's going to stop our defensive line. And then you put in Devin Bush and Hudson and I just Ross or Gill. <clears throat> how? How's that stoppable? You can't do it. Uche is un-effing believable. I, I, I'm just so happy with how this team's turning out. This offensive line's killing it. Looking better every game. So, guys, that was putting to bed, little brother. Giving you the full breakdown of how Michigan State is ISIS and how they're going to disappear because we're back now. We've got a coach who takes this now seriously, wants us to take it seriously, and is not going to apologize for anything. And that's the way it should be. I love Jim Harbaugh. God bless him. I want to be our coach forever. Um, I, I just... This, this win against Michigan State was so big for everything. Let's just say, let's fast forward four years before I go here. Four or five years, and we have, I don't know, say four or five Big Ten titles. Um, we have won two national titles, maybe three, all right, in five years, six years down the road, you know. Um, and we are just an absolute dynasty. We can look back at this game. Because it wasn't pretty. It wasn't the greatest offensive output we ever did. Uh, but it was a great defensive output. Our offense, instead of crumbling when they sh- when they could have. When the offenses of old, the, the 2015s, the 2011, any offense that we've had pretty much up until this year would have folded. All right? We got stronger. We made the plays when they needed to be made. And we won this game. 
We we won it. We went into a place that hates our guts, hates our ever-loving guts, and we beat them. And we didn't snatch victory away from defeat. We punched defeat in the face, knocked it out, and we took our victory home with us in the form of Paul Bunyan. This was a... Uh, this was a school, a program, a football program defining moment, a changing of the guard, the, the putting back what was right. It's it is King Arthur pulling Excalibur from the fucking stone. We can look back. Now, that's if we do everything we're supposed to do. And what we should do is back up the Brinks truck or just come to Ed Warner with an empty checkbook and say, you name the price and we will pay it. Ed Warner should never leave Michigan. Don Brown should never leave Michigan. Jim Harbaugh should never leave Michigan. As long as we have those three people, and in our coaching, as our coaching staff or a part of our coaching staff, we will be successful for a long, 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 long time to come. Pay them. I don't care what they say. Pay them. Pay them. Never want to lose. Never want to lose Don Brown. Un fucking believable coach. I mean, just gets you, I mean, speaks to you as a man the way he yells and grunts and screams and, oh, you just feel like an old caveman. Just, you just want to go out and fight. Like, I'm Braveheart when I listen to that dude. I just want to go out and kick some ass. And I'm old. Harbaugh, just fantastic, putting it all together. And Ed Warner, changing, changing it all. Making people I couldn't stand, turning them into some of my favorite people. I look out on that, I look out on that on that field now, and I don't doubt that our offensive line's always going to do the right thing. I believe they're going to win their matchups. I believe they're going to wear people down in the fourth, and that's where Herbert comes in. Herbert, the strength and conditioning guy, the fourth quarter is always where you can tell a program has either a good or bad conditioning coach. If you are getting stronger, wearing the other person down, and your team just makes and looks fresher, you know your strength and conditioning coach is doing something right. But if you're for, if it's the fourth quarter and your team looks gassed or it looks like it's hands on its knees and it looks like it's just praying to hold on, then your strength and conditioning coach ain't doing shit. He's collecting a paycheck and making you look like a fool. So, Herbert, another key, key addition to this Michigan staff. Um, yeah, I'm just so in love with our team right now. It feels so good to actually believe again in our team. You know, to believe that I can legitimately say our team is the best team in the Big Ten right now. And we're willing to prove it. You know, and to know that we have a chance at a Big Ten title, maybe. Oh, it's so, it's so wonderful. I just, thank you guys. Thank you. This is the end. So I just want to thank everybody who has been listening. The people who have been sending me messages and telling me that. The, I had a guy the other day, Merritt, talked about how he, him and his brother 
I think it was him and his. I, I don't have the message in front of me, so Mer, uh, please forgive me if I get it wrong. But it was uh, him and his brother, or him and his son. They both graduated from Michigan, and his brother or his son graduated '97 through the national title season. How awesome would that have been to be there? Oh my God, two Hall of Fame people on one squad. I does, that doesn't happen very often in college football. But or for Michigan, but two Hall of Famers, and you could probably argue two of the greatest at their position of all time: Tom Brady, Charles Woodson. To watch that go down, special, and I got to find that out. I got to hear that story. I it's very nice. I like the conversations I'm having with the people who message me. Please keep it up. Um, a little bird once told me that I don't know how uh, I don't know how often he listens, and I really hope that this is the uh, it has to be the truth. It's the truth. This is Jim Harbaugh's favorite uh, podcast. Just so you know, he's a fellow maniac, guys. I was told that he liked to listen to the show occasionally. I, I think he loves it. I think he uh, I think he thinks I'm brilliant with everything I say uh, because I think I'm brilliant with everything I say. And uh, it's been a true honor just getting to know you guys. We're about 150 fans strong right now. I can't wait to get it up over to the thousands. Um, any way I can do that, if you guys have any ideas on how I can improve this, let me know. I may not listen to you. I may think your ideas are crazy. I won't tell you that. But if you don't hear your ideas on the show, don't be upset because it's still my show. So, uh, but I do appreciate it. Maybe I'm not looking at the Coke can the right way. Twist the can. Let me see if I can see something different. Um, Thank you guys once again for being fans, for listening every week. I appreciate it. I try to give the best shows I can and the most real show I can. The most honest uh, beliefs that I have come through this every week. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, It is great. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And forever and always, go blue.